Yeah, hello, it's Plug In and Play, uh, the podcast that deals all about video games, and uh, delighted to have you here once again. I am your host, Wayne Madden, and sitting next to me once more, it's great to have him back. It is the wonderful Mr. Steve Fairburn. Thank you very much for having us on again. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Right. Pleasure, Steve. Pleasure. <laughs> we're, we're not given the P45 yet. Don't worry. No, yes. Um, P45, what am I saying? We, we, we don't pay ourselves for this show. Uh, once again, though, we're delighted to be recording this in the phenomenal Studio C of New Enterprise Studios in Southwick, Sunderland, where they have a brand new couch that Steve is sampling. Very nice. Like in the couch. Very yeah. comfortable, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, new Enterprise Studios is a creative hub, and they specialize in photography, videography, post-production, and studio rental and they also deal with companies musicians students podcasters filmmakers quite literally a creative space for everyone um, and we absolutely love their mantra that you should not be bound by budget indeed this is why we have no budget for the show and we didn't bother to rehearse much like the Animaniacs <laughs> but what you should do what you should do is get in touch with New Enterprise Studios Community and Trust Company in Southwick, Sunderland, if you are a creative of any type and see how it is that they can help you and help you improve not just your business, but your passions as well. And thank you to them for allowing us to use the studio. So on today's show, we have a couple of topics, um, mainly because if you've ever listened to this show before, and if you have, welcome back. If not, where the hell have you been? But you're very welcome to the first show. Um, it's, you know, I've, I've, I'm not even going to do the count anymore because I just love the fact that we've been able to build this up and someone said they were listening to the show recently and they love the fact that we're so regular now. Uh, less like a bowel movement and more just a regular <laughs> show. But uh, they love the fact that we had that regularity going about us and that we were able to put these episodes out quite frequently. So I'm pleased with that. Um, and thank you for your continual feedback as always. Um, and being so nice about it. But yeah, we've, we've got a couple of topics to talk about so i suppose we should probably dive right into what we were just speaking about before we came indeed, on air yeah. which is which is alan wake 2 indeed yes um this is the news that alan wake 2 are going to come out with the game alan wake 2 of course um but it's going to be a digital only game obscene uh and when somebody said you know someone at the back put their hand up and went ah excuse me uh is there going to be a physical copy as as you might uh you know because there's a lot of gamers out there we've spoken to them we're ourselves you know we are those gamers we love Absolutely. our physical and there was a couple of gamers who reached out and went you know will there be a physical copy and alan wake said no but the reason they gave for it was that we need to keep the costs low now this is something that we've heard from people before and, and in one sense it is a justification for saying look you know that's fair enough but then it transpired that you're still going to have to pay about 60 70 pound for the digital version yep. of this game so what costs are you avoiding? Um, because ultimately the argument is that if there was a physical version of the game, they'd be charging closer to 100. Is that what we're thinking? Well, this is the thing these days, isn't it? I mean, like I said to you before, have they not seen that, that, that Alan Wake was never, at least the first one was never, it wasn't the best looking game in the world. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but then again, it did also didn't run like the best game in the world, you know? So I don't know what they're planning for the second one. Um, but they've never seen games like, you know, God of War Ragnarok or the new Zelda running. Those games, yeah, those games have 
60 quid, but you get, you get it in your hand. Yes. You know, you can yes. take it home and it's yours forever. Yeah. There's none of this streaming it. And, you know, the thing is as well, yeah, you'll be able to, to download and install the game, I'm assuming. I'm hoping yeah. it wouldn't just be a stream, uh, like a, you know, like a Steam kind of thing. Sure. But to charge 60 quid, I mean, like you say, they, their budget must be pennies. Is the only thing I think of. Their budget must be pennies. I've got to, I've got to assume, I've got to assume that it is because, um, you know, it, it just, it just seems to, again, it just, doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And it, it astonishes me as well because I, I know that, you know, you could argue, yes, it is, it's this long-term rental. It's this yeah. long-term digital lease. Um, I had an incident recently where I was talking about it on a previous show where I was looking for a particular game, Telltale Games Poker Night 2. And I really wanted to play this game that I remembered playing a couple of years ago. And I eventually dusted off an old Xbox 360 and I found an old account. And even though the game has been deleted since 2018, the license yeah. expired. So you can no longer buy it on an Xbox yeah, 360 yeah. or indeed on Steam. But despite that, there was this game sitting there in my still... download folder from 2018. So in the hard drive, as and in, 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 you know, in the digital sort of, it, it was actually wasn't even on the hard drive. It right. was literally the license right, was okay. still there allowing me to download from my past right. purchases. Okay. So I was really happy about that and I'd found the game and that was great. But even so, there is still a sense of me feeling it would be better if I, if I was able to buy these games physically. Yeah. Because over the years, I have I have not been flushed with cash, and you know, yes, I go back to this. We've no budget for the show, but let's let's speak realistically here. These are hard times. There is a cost of living. It may be the case that yes, you want to buy a brand new game, but you can't necessarily afford to keep it, or yep. you buy a brand new game and maybe you don't like it, and you think, well, I can't just afford to go and buy another one. So you have the right to change your mind, but you also at the same time should have the right to be able to go to yeah. a second-hand store and trade a physical game this in to it. at least get something There's back. There's no trading um, value. There's no trading yeah. value. And they won't allow you to trade files online, Yeah, well, they I won't. I would love, honestly, I, and that's, that's an interesting one, I would love Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo and Steam and whoever to come together, yep. not necessarily file sharing, but to come together and say, right, do you want to give up the license to one of the games that you have in your digital catalogue? That's fine. Yeah. We're going to give you a percentage of what you've paid for it back. Absolutely. And it's going to be based, it could be based on a number of factors, how long you've played the game for, how long it's been out, but they would at least offer you yeah. something in credit for the store if yeah. you were to then trade your game back in. I think people would like that because there's bound to be, I know for a fact, that I've got games sitting in accounts that I will never play again. Absolutely. Buyer's and, remorse and, every and time. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's not even, well, it is buyer's remorse, but it's also a case of I've done, I've played them. There, there's not yeah, much I, replay I value. Yeah. yeah, there's, do you know, that there's a lot of, story-driven games yes. that are very like that because the whole point of the, you're wanting to carry on the stories you don't know what's going to happen yes so the replay value isn't necessarily there but i mean in terms of what i was saying there just you know like a file sharing even if they did like you know like cex or something like that you know yes did like an online version of their store where you could physically transfer 
purchases. Yeah, I mean, that's it. If that was possible, that you could say, look, my username is X, the file is Y, I'm transferring it now, I rescind ownership, CEX hold on to it temporarily, yeah. and then someone else could buy and the license. 30%. That said, though, that would then end up that you often do, and I've seen it happen. Yeah. I know that I know that one of the things that you want to talk about in regards to Hideo Kojima and Death Stranding, oh, yeah. I was going to say the one thing that always comes to mind, the one example is Hideo Kojima in, this, in the story I'm about to tell. Right. I have seen, so Hideo Kojima did, before Death Stranding, a demo for a game that was never released. Yes. And the demo was then taken off of the Sony store. Right. But there are PlayStations that still have the demo installed, which are often sold on eBay for high premiums. Because they have because this Because they game. have this demo. Right. Because they have this, literally, they have this demo accessible. And I can imagine that, let's say for argument's sake, now Poker Night 2 is not a yeah. generally well-known or it's I've not... I've never played that no, one, no. But, but the license is gone. Yeah. So if you said to me, I want to play this game, yeah, there's yeah. only a few ways you can play it. And effectively, you would have to have purchased it in the past yeah. to play it legally. Well, that's a lot of Telltale games are like that at the minute. Yes. The game of, is it the Game of Thrones Telltale game? That's is, correct. It's hard to yes. get as well. That's, yes. that's near impossible to get. And that's that's the same. I've got the, I've got the Game of Thrones Telltale game on an account sitting yeah. there all five episodes, which again, I may go back and replay because... It's got decent replay value, that it one. Does, that does. Yeah, it does, that does. But... What I'm thinking of is that someone would say to me, okay, you can't get this game anymore, therefore it's a higher premium. So if I could legally sell the license I bought yeah. from from Microsoft yeah. in this case, surely I can then transfer that. But no, because if they allowed you to transfer those games, yeah, yeah. that would be... That would literally, that's the problem. They it's don't a legality want you, minefield. They don't want you is. trading them in. No, though. they don't. That's the thing. They don't. Well, Capcom did this a few years ago with Resident Evil. They did, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They made it so you couldn't. What was you, it? Resident Evil Mercenaries on the 3DS, you could not physically save new data. You could not erase the save file. That was it. Yeah, yes. yeah. And this caused uproar at the time because people, I bought Mercenaries on release for the 3DS. And indeed, I could not erase the save file. And I was forced. Now, that meant, I mean, ultimately, that meant that I, I couldn't trade it in, is what they were saying. That's Some what people, it was trying yeah, to do, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a big thing, wasn't it? I mean, most of the trading sh shops, uh, the businesses have gone. You know, have, the likes yeah, of, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's like in the rest of the country, but in up here, we had Granger Games. You know, God rest Granger Games. There Indeed. was hundreds of stores or dozens of stores anyway, maybe. And they've all gone. They all went back. They have. Up, all, uh, all, Game Station is well and truly gone. They yes. were gone, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, we have... Electronics Boutique is even further afield. Wow, there was, that was a long time there ago. There was another yeah. one called Mr. Chips, I know, in Scotland. Don't in know Chips, yeah, they, they had quite a few. They're gone. So you've got Game, who are still on the high street. Yeah. But even Game, they do accept trade-ins, but this is the interesting Their business thing. business is not what it was, though, is They're, it? It's not, because Game outmarket themselves they don't yeah. want to take your trade in unless they're giving you nothing well this is it yeah, so when yeah. you see a pre-owned game in game it's because someone literally could not be bothered to go into CES that's it yeah yeah again if you see pre-owned games in places like pawn stores like cash converters uh, yeah. cash generator they they price them they give you nothing this is it because they don't want them because they only want them if they can make a massive return well, this is it. i mean you, you get a yeah. you get something rare they might make a few quid on but you know what i mean yes it's like cex must be 
I mean, they've, for want of a better term, they've almost monopolised the market, and that's not on purpose. It's just because there's nothing else. Somebody, somebody, I must, I must look up what this was, right? But because you've just reminded me of this, uh, which is the genius of having you on the show, because you remind <laughs> me of all these things. Um, somebody put up a meme the other day on Facebook, right. and it's a picture of CEX uh, display stand, yeah, yeah, and it went so. I can buy a brand new PS5, and it was like £525. I can buy a brand new PS5, or I can get that copy of Steel Instinct for the Mega CD. (laughs) And it was like this one retro game, brand new, £525. Wow. And you see something like that, and you go, yeah, that's priced that way because they don't want anyone buying it. No. Um, they want it on the shelf to gather the talking points because good. because it looks good. It does, it looks and if good. they do sell it, they want to make sure they've had a good payday. Well, this is it. I mean, I've yes. mentioned this before as well, but I mean, in, on past shows, Mega CD, you know, they have this unreal value attached to them. Do you ever know anybody who had one? Uh, I know, I know one person because I was there when he bought it. And right. What basically happened was it was in a place called That Retro Game Store, which is in Newcastle and Granger Market. I totally recommend, by the way, this is a massive plug for them. Kevin, who runs that place, he's a lovely man. Agreed. Great store. And uh, it's a great store. But they basically, Kevin had two Mega CDs in stock. He did. And they'd recently had the lasers repaired. And this gentleman came in, I think within a succession of 10 minutes, he bought both of them. Um, But he was the first person I'd ever see actually buy a Mega CD. But in many respects, yes, they were enough. Well, I was around at the time it was new. Yeah, yeah. And nobody had one. Nobody. Yes. Nobody had a 32X. You know what I mean? Nobody wanted these machines. I've got one. I've got a 32X and a Mega CD now. 32X is recent, by the way. I meant to tell you about that. I picked that up. Nice. Yeah. It's crap. It is absolute garbage. It really How is. How dare you? It is crap. Honest to God, I was really dis. It came with four games, and for the life of me, I can't even think what they are. Um, I got Mega CD with, uh, but it was the Mega CD two. The side. Did you did you get one. Mega CD with Sonic CD? Because obviously, that's the game that you need to play. No, it's so. got Sonic CD and Road Rush. Nice. You know what I mean? And I played it, and I've got to be honest with you, mate. These are nostalgic eyes, and it's terrible. It's don't crap. worry, don't worry. I'll give that thirty two X a good home. <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, I paid two hundred and seventy quid. Did you really? So, yeah, flipping yeah, yeah. hell, flipping hell. That's not that's that's not bad though. If you it's got four rate. games, well, yeah, it's yeah, four the games, games are going for like 50, 60 quid each. Well, so. I tell you what, no, send me some pictures. Just there, yeah, g- yeah, genuinely, just out of curiosity, I love seeing, I love seeing it's, stuff like that. Do you know when it comes as well? You think it's going to be heavy and yes. this and like that. It's nothing in it. It's the Turbo Graphics thirty two X, isn't it? The Sega thirty two X. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, the yeah. yeah. The, so the there's slots the, in the top of the Mega Drive. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The the I'm so sorry. Yes, of course. It looks like the, the old Mars system converter. Yes. It looks like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, you plug it. You, the way it works is you plug it in and it's got a, car, a cartridge slot on the top. That's it's right. It's still a cartridge machine. This is the we, thing. We spoke about this previously because you'd mentioned that this was brought out when like Saturn, Saturn was, was in already Japan. out in Japan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it bombed. Yes. It bombed because who on earth is going to... I think it was one ninety nine ninety nine when it came yeah. out at 200 quid. Saturn was available in Japan for what? I think it was the equivalent of £400. Pound. Four hundred fifty pounds. Why would you drop? And that was a CD console. Bearing in mind, thirty-two yes. bit CD yes. console. Why would you be dropping half the price of a brand new state-of-the-art games console yeah. on a cartridge console? I'll tell you what. The Mega CD didn't work. Let's go back to cartridge, lads. Yeah, you know that was exactly um, what they did. There's a there's another there's another meme as well I've seen. Which again, you notice how these nerds have no time on their hands. Like go out and get a girlfriend. Like do something. You know, stop. Yeah. But there was another there was another meme. Where they were like the launch of the Virtual Boy. Oh God, oh right? my! Do you know, I've never seen one of them in the flesh. 
I'll, I'll tell you where there's one. There's one in CEX and Gateshead right now. Is there really? Yeah, genuinely in its box and it, they want about 500 I was going to say that not be cheap. It's been there about six months. I wouldn't buy it. There was two to begin with and they actually sold one or they moved one to another store, I think, for a display piece. You ever heard the side effect of those things? Well, this is what the meme was about. Yeah. That the meme was like, so you've invented a console that gives people severe headaches. And seizures. And they were like, yeah, why? Yeah. And then the guy is just like, hmm, thinking. Yeah. While somebody is screaming in the background, it's true. Yeah, and it's like you've you've invented the console that gives some people seizures and migraines. Yeah. Like what what what's think yeah. about the virtual board is boy design as well, right? They made a portable console that isn't portable. I know. It yeah, it needs a stand. It stands on little it stands on little leg things. It looks. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? With the red, with the red of it yeah. and the stilts, it reminds me of something out of like H.G. Wells' War Absolutely. of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah. It looks like one of the it, tripods. It actually, yeah, yeah, it looks like one of the tripods. And then the tripods came and yeah, you know, yeah. But honestly, right, I've seen obviously video footage. I watched an AVG, AVGN episode where he reviewed it. Yes. Um, and he reviewed its entire back catalog, which I think was like thirteen games or something. So you're talking a machine that had no support. No software and was discontinued in less than twelve months. You know what I mean? Nintendo just they they they, they and I think at the time it was like hundred and eighty quid. I think what happened, right? I think with the Virtual Boy, since we're since we're on this topic, if we yeah, I think with the Virtual Boy, I've never played it, so it's no, one of it's one of the few never consoles. Seen one in the flesh? I've seen I've seen it in two places in the flesh. One was in that CEX. <laughs> Actually, no, the other was in that game store I was telling you about in concert, that big game oh, store. Yes, yes, yes yeah, they yeah. had one. But I also saw one in uh now a couple of years ago, 2018 or so. Right. Uh, myself and a friend of mine went to an exhibition at the Civic Center in Gateshead. I remember that. No, not the Civic, the Center for Life. Center for Life, the Nintendo and it was, exhibit. It was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a gaming history exhibit. Yeah, yeah I went to that. And there was, oh, right. Well, I was going to say there was a virtual was boy there. there. Was there, there was. Oh, well, I have seen one So of the you might have right? seen yeah, one, yeah. yeah. But it was behind the glass case. I've never played it, but I've often looked at it and I've thought to myself, I'd like that in my display. I would never just use to be, it. I would never use it, no. but just to have it. I kind of think, looking at the Virtual Boy, that they kind of got to a point where they were like, right, we've got Mario, we've got Tetris, <laughs> let's just release this and other developers will see that it's out and yeah. we'll jump on board. Nobody and did. the other developers went, no. Well, every screen was red. Yeah. Every game was red. I mean... Yeah, there was something to do with the 3D effect at the time. Is that what it was? Yes. Because it was, it was yes. forced. It was like... It was mock... It, not for, not mock. It was like forced perspective 3D, wasn't it? It wasn't like classic it was, 3D. Yeah, it, was it wasn't... For, that's that's the thing, it, because uh, if you bring out the like people, people will be like, you know... Yeah. People who, who are not aware and do not know, they will say... Um, well, uh, you know, they had VR back in my day because they had the Virtual Boy. Well, they did and they didn't no. because it wasn't, it was not VR. It was not 3D. It was a form of 3D, yeah. like stereoscope, where, yes, they had 3D in Victorian times. Well, this is the old rotoscoping yes, thing. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the Victorians did. did not have the PlayStation VR. You know, <laughs> you can imagine traveling back in time to a Victorian times and going, Try this. You'd blow their minds. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. What, I mean? what the have, hell is this devil's instrument? They'd burn you as, as a heretic. You Get know this I mean? off my head. What they is would, this? Yeah, yeah. They would. It'd be like, do you know what that would remind me of? It would be like the scene in uh, Back to the Future when he puts Van Halen on uh, his dad's right. head. You know That's what I mean? Right. He's Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. You know what I mean? It's, I am Darth Vader, an extraterrestrial from the planet Vulcan. Vulcan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he puts eruption on, and it would be that. It would be that kind of of madness oh just on a little side note by the way yes. Marty McFly travelled back in time now 
you would travel back 1993. Yeah. Doesn't so, that make you feel old? It does. And I'll tell you why, because I only rewatched Back to the Future again, like last week, the week before. Sort of a few weeks ago. Myself, yeah, and, yeah. myself and the missus sat down and watched it and um we were just like oh my god like it's been it's been a while because it is such a classic yeah. film it's been a while since i watched it properly i only watched the first one because to my mind as much as i love the old west and i'll come back to that later yeah. as much as i love the romanticism of the old west back to the future two and three are great throwaway films absolutely but it's the core concept in back to the future one yeah, agreed as a film on its own agreed. that back is that is the is, key yeah well i think back to the future is for you know I, I hesitate to use the term but it's, it's a perfect film it's a yes, yeah, perfect movie it is it is it um is. and despite it traveling through two points of history it yeah. is in itself timeless it is absolutely much uh, in the same way as blackadder Yes, agreed. You know, Blackadder is another example. Blackadder is is timeless. Absolutely. And yes, um, which brings me back to another point that's not related to the show, which I'll talk about off air. So, uh, code word Blackadder. Blackadder right, right. Uh, I have a cunning plan. A cunning uh, plan, yeah. So, um, where was I? So, so there I was thinking about the Virtual Boy and thinking, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but speaking of, of retro consoles, yeah. let's let's segue back a little bit to the Xbox 360. Indeed. Because I was trying to find... Console I still love. Yeah. I was trying to find Poker Night 2. Right. Now, I have a habit, ladies and gentlemen, listeners out there, I have a habit of doing something that is disastrous when it comes to being a gamer. I had for a long time, and I don't know whether it was a serious problem, so I don't make light of this situation, but I had a tendency to purchase a lot of digital cards and buy a lot of digital content. But the problem was that I was quite fond of getting the little notification and achievement in games. So it was quite popular for me to set up a new account when I got a new email address. I, and I kid you not, Steve, and I know it sounds ridiculous, <laughs> I found eight old accounts all linked to me on my Xbox 360. Eight. And they've all got digital purchases. Wow. And I estimate that you're talking about a total of about between four and five hundred pounds of digital content Ouch, at least. Crazy, yeah. At least. So I was like, for example, thinking to myself, God, I'd love to go back and play LA in a war. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go back and play Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, great game. I own both of those games digitally through the Xbox 360. I own them physically. So yes. So I was there looking at these this this console and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate a day to logging into every single account I can find. Wow. I'm gonna go through my Gmail, I'm gonna find these purchase receipts. And then the idea is that I'm going to buy a hard drive for the 360 and save them all to one hard drive yeah. and have a central account. Absolutely. An older account, but a central account for everything. Yeah, I think that's a good No idea. messing about and just have them all in one account. Yeah. So I was doing this project and I was looking through my accounts and getting more and more depressed when I realized how much money I'd spent. Um, I also found money that was still in a basket of an old account that I hadn't used in about six years was still sitting there. What money? About, tw to about 20 quid that I just did. You know, Christ. I mean, it, you know, 20 quid is 20 quid. And it was just sitting there in an old basket going, you have 20 quid to spend. And I was like, thank you, actually, Microsoft, for not taking that money. I was say that because you could have shut down the account after six years yeah, of inactivity. Yeah. And anyway, I was going through all of this and I was like, okay. And I was crossing and I'm doing like a list of games and all that. 
And um, eventually I found Poker Night 2 and I was like, hurrah, I can play it. Um, but it got me thinking about two things. Yeah. The first was about the ridiculous amount of money I'd spent on games over about a 10, 15 year span. Wow. But the second thing is that I was like, all of the games that I loved, I can now replay on the 360. Yeah. And I have no real desire to want to play a modern console. No, I get that. And so I look at the games that I like on the PS5 or the Switch yeah. or the Xbox S or X or whatever. And I look at them and I think to myself, hang on a second. What I like most is games that had their heyday during the 360 agreed. era. Yeah, agreed. Or the PS3 or PS4 the era. The first Gears of War, for example, yeah. things like that, games and, I love. And I look at these games and I'm like, I'm far happier playing those mm -hmm. yep. than I am playing modern games. Absolutely. And so I, I was kind of like, to me... It almost seems like gaming is really stifling and dying. I, that they are reselling yeah. us what well, we've that. already enjoyed. We've well, hit the peak. Yeah, I agree because I mean, just on a slight difference, but me, yeah. I was on my daughter's uh, one of my daughter's switches the other yes, day, yes. and I downloaded the Super Nintendo back catalog. I was playing Earthworm Jim two on there. That's a cool. thirty five year old game. Yes. 30, 30 years yes. at least. Thirty yeah. years old game, um, and I was playing that. And I was thinking, these are what I love to play. These are the, you know, not necessarily always that far yes, back, but yes. I played Star Fox 2 for the first time in my life. Yeah. Because that game was never released. You know, it only yeah. came out when they did the SNES mini console. And I look at these modern consoles, and I'll be honest with you, along that line, I don't own, as many listeners probably know, I don't own the new generation yet. I haven't bought a single one. Mm. Uh, I've spent the equivalent money recently yes. on, on other, the older generation. On the older yes. consoles, which yes. is the irony. So it's not for the lack of funds. I just have not found. I think the. I think I said this last time. I think this is the smallest leap between consoles in terms of generational content. And do, do you know what? I I would not have believed you until I saw it. And I I no, it's a hundred percent true. It is. I mean, look at the PS3 to PS4. It was massive. Yes. Absolutely massive. Yes. The PS4 to PS5. You put two screenshots side by side running on the same screen and I would challenge a layperson lay to actually be able to tell me which And this is, which. is the thing. It depends on the television. It depends on the definition. Cabling. And, you know, on cabling. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know yeah. yourself, you're, you're an audio guy, yes. a visual guy. Yes. You know how, you know, you if you've got a six quid cable on, it doesn't matter what you, you're putting in it. You know what I mean? It's, it's It really doesn't matter. But I, I did see along that line a video the other day which has inspired me to perhaps finally purchase the new PlayStation. Okay. Uh, the new Spider-Man game. Oh, yes, yes. Have you seen it running? I I have seen bits and pieces. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks spectacular and it is not coming out by the looks of it for the PS4. I know. Uh, and neither is the new Mortal Kombat. Which is, which is, to be fair, what they should do and when yeah. Insomniac brings the Wolverine game out, it shouldn't come out for PS4. It doesn't it need to be back compatible. To, no, Is it the new Mortal Kombat? Did you see the Mortal Kombat 1 announced trailer? No, no. Oh, the Mortal Kombat massive Mortal Kombat nerd yes yes um, I bought a Kintaro and a Motaro from Storm Action Figures the other day uh, incredible like 100 and quid each they're massive but anyway I'm a big child but no uh, the, the Mortal Kombat 1 is the new announcement that's yes. what it's called yes and there was an announcement trailer and it is not coming out for previous gen it is going to be next gen only so there are games finally hitting the market that are inspiring me to perhaps drop 500 quid on a games console. Yeah, um, yeah. But I've spent, as we've mentioned, yes. on older consoles because that to me is something I know 
is tried and tested and proven and something I enjoy and I don't consider it a waste of money whereas a new console for me at the minute would sit there this is this is the thing and the the other thing as well which is which is worth mentioning I think at this point for me is that I went out and I played um what was I playing uh I played Red Dead Redemption 2 on PS5 right. and I really enjoyed it because yeah. I enjoyed the storyline. Now, I felt that, yes, as I said uh, with Henry when we were talking about this in the previous show, the storyline and the narrative does meander yeah. and it does have its faults. But I love the romanticism oh, of the West. Game. And from that point of view, I what I wanted to do yeah. was remind myself as much as I could what was the first one. Yeah. Now, that was a mistake to do that, but for the wrong reason. But this is what led me to digging out an old 360 that right. I'd been gifted. And, I th and, I'd, and I'd had it for ages, but I'd never actually set it up. Right. And I thought to myself, because um, during the pandemic, this guy who follows me on Twitter had got in touch through the kindness of his own heart and said, I have an old 360 that I'm throwing out. Do you want it? And I went, of course. And I was, you're very kind. And genuinely drove around one day and we did that thing at the doorstop where he was like, left it on the porch, oh knocked God, on the door, yeah. stood back. So and, impersonal, isn't yeah, it? As yeah. Well. And he was very kind to donate it to me, but I never really set it up properly. Right. And I finally got around to setting this 360 up and I started playing it. Which generation is it? Original with the it's, removable. No, it's a, um, it's a slim. Oh, the slim one yes. with the, the, the weird angle. That's body. right. Yeah, That's yeah. right. I have one of those. So, well. yeah, yeah. so um, and I, I played this and I was like, do you know what? Red Dead Redemption 1, first of all. Great game. Great game. Well worth playing. Undead Nightmare is great too. Undead Nightmare, amazing. Second though, and this is this these these are the important points I want to raise here. First of all, when I'd finished the first campaign, did the missions, most of the side missions, yeah. I looked at the game time and it said, you've played for 18 and a half hours. Wow. And I thought, now that's the quality of a good game. Absolutely. Because no game in the current generation can get me to play for as much Agreed. as 18 and a half hours. Resident Evil 4 I did a decent yeah. play time on it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, that's the mark of a good game, yeah. that I will sit and patiently play it. But the other thing that I wanted to mention about that was the narrative of Red Dead Redemption. And you'll know this. Yeah. There are some severe plot holes. There are. They there must are. have never intended to make Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, I think that's why they did the Undead Nightmare one, because yes. Red Dead Redemption was out, and it was, Red Dead Redemption was a 360 title, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So then they did the Undead Nightmare. Is it, is it, it is called Undead Nightmare. I'm it is right. called yeah, yeah. Undead Nightmare, Then they did yes. that, which was basically zombies in the yeah, Red Dead it's world. Yeah, not, it's not really... They don't consider it canon. They but don't, it's, but it was kind of... But kinda... it's, it's meant to be, like, slightly before the start of the final chapter yeah. and the narrative of Red Dead this kind of thing happens and both Abigail and Jack, who are John's wife yeah. and son, get turned into a zombie and he goes off to look That's for a right. cure in yeah, the undead yeah. world. I've yeah. only played through it one time, I think. Yes. I have got it. Yes. I know I've got it. But what got me was is in the second one, there are characters that I think... I can't remember even... I'm terrible with names when it comes to remembering things sometimes. But I think there are characters that are alive in the second game that I'm pretty certain were killed in the first one in terms of that. Or there are people that shouldn't be alive, that are, are the places that shouldn't be existing, that are 
Yeah, there's there's a couple of like the, the some of the plot narratives. And if, if you're listening out there and you want to contact the show about this, I'd, I'd welcome it, to be honest. If anyone, maybe someone has done a list, probably I could search for it. There'll be a YouTube video. There'll be a YouTube video. John mentions the fact that he and Abigail had a daughter who died. Yeah. Um, that is never mentioned in Red Dead 2. Certainly his daughter is never around, is That's never true. mentioned, nothing yeah. about it. There's also a mention of, um, there's, so it's Bill, Mike, sorry, Bill, Javier and Dutch are the three members of the gang in Red Dead Redemption 2 that he has to hunt down. But the argument is that although it's possible, it's unlikely that Dutch, who has been living an outlaw life, would necessarily still be alive within the timescales. So they had to shorten that the first game, I think, starts in 1897. And the second game is very, or no, 1899. But the second game is very much fixed. And there's a very good reason for this. It has to take place in 1911. Right, okay. And the reason for that is that in 1912, there were three states that joined the U.S., which effectively ended the frontier. Yes. So there was only, it had to have taken place in 1911. That or, yeah. Right. Uh, from a historical perspective, yeah, yeah. it would make more sense for it to happen I didn't know then. That. I didn't realize that. That's right. because that's, I was looking, I, I read into the history of right. this the other day. I didn't realize when I, that. You know, when so I should have been more, that... it was that late. So it right. was 19, so, so if you imagine to give perspective, the Titanic sank in April 1912. It did, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, 1911, John Marsden is hunting, um, so 1911, John Marsden is ho- hunting Bill, Javier and Dutch yeah. and eventually finds them and obviously, spoiler, but it's been out for years, kills them all. Goes back to his farm, yeah. but then gets double-crossed by not the FBI, but the BI, the Bureau of Investigation, yeah. because become? they were, the, yeah, what would become the FBI yeah. and the US Army. That's right. That they team up and murder both uncle and him. And then Jack, who's John's son, he becomes the outlaw and yeah. kills Edgar Ross, who was the head of, who was the head of the operation. Do you know? Yes. I always thought it was earlier than that. You know, I've convinced myself it was but earlier But I'll than tell that. you, I'll t- no, no, it's, it's 100%. Oh, I agree, but, I believe yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you why as well. Because John mentions very distinctively at the start of the game. Right. John approaches, this is Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah. He approaches Fort Mercer to speak to Bill. Right. And Bill says, you know, Dutch always said you were a coward and <laughs> blows a hole in his arm. Yeah. And John falls backwards and you presume he's dead. Yeah. yeah. And then Bonnie comes along. That's Bonnie McFarlane yeah, comes yeah. along and rescues him. Right. So the early tutorial of the game is John getting his strength back and That's working right. for Bonnie. Yeah, of course. Which is which is fair enough. But John tells Bonnie and then repeats it later in the game that he was shot and the gang left him for dead and abandoned him. But that's not what happens in Red Dead 2. He is shot uh, during the mission in which Jose is killed, but they rescue him and break him out of jail. And Arthur breaks him out despite Dutch saying that he doesn't want that to happen. It's all so fresh. Do you know, I never even clicked on it. I haven't played the first one in such a Mm -hmm. long time. I just didn't click, you know what I mean? That's It's interesting, but here's the here's the last one. Just just a real kicker. 
So the game itself, Red Dead Redemption 2, I think, I think it starts around, I can look into this, but let's say for argument's sake, it starts around 1879. Right. And they're approaching the end of that sort of traditional West period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it ends, sorry, no, it's, I think it's like 18, yeah, so it's 1897 or something like that. But the end portion of Red Dead Redemption 2, suddenly it's 1907. Wow, right. And the reason that that's important, because you're playing as John, and it's linking both Red Dead Redemption 2 to link it back to the game before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But John makes a point of saying that he rang with the gang over 10, 12 years ago. When in reality, it's only been... When in reality, it's been like three years. Yeah, right, And okay. John is like, I set up a farm about three years ago, and you see this happen yeah, in yeah. 1907 to match the timeline, but it's immediately after, it's only about six months after Arthur dies yeah, yeah. that John starts that journey. So in reality, the timescales just don't match. Yes. So what's really scary is I just didn't realise, I, I don't know if I just didn't pay attention or I just didn't click, 1911 there's three years before the world went to war yes for the first time you yes. know what i mean that's i didn't even think you because you think old west you think 1800s you well, know what i mean you know like, this is this is the thing this is the interesting thing about the romanticism of the old yeah. west because i was doing a lot of research this week because i just got bored and i was like quite, quite well not bored i i should by the way state for anyone who listens to this i wasn't bored by work i did do the <laughs> jobs i needed to do i just meant that one evening i was you know, wanting to learn a bit more. So I took to Wikipedia as one does and fell down a rabbit hole of Wikipedia. You've heard of the Pony Express. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pony Express was a revolutionary way of transporting cargo goods and people across the frontier. And how it was set up was that it was a horse-drawn carriage. You'd have men who were armed to protect against raiders. Oh, yes. And they would set up stops every 15 miles on the route. That's what it was. That was every 15 miles. But here's a kicker for you. The Pony Express was shut down due to the telegram because of advent in technology. Right, okay. The Pony Express only lasted 18 months. Wow, really? Yeah. And to this day, we still think of the Pony Express That's as a, a foot... huge part in yeah. the West history, yeah. the, the old West history. Uh, 18 months. Yeah, 18 months, 100%. Um, and what happened was, and, and this is the interesting thing about, this is the interesting thing about how right. games are being developed from film, how film's narrative works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened was that the Old West, the picture of the Old West that many people see as the traditional sort of thing is, um, and I'll give you an example for this in a minute, but um, the traditional picture that people see is based on about five to six square miles of the United States. Wow. And I believe it's in Arizona. Right. And it's effectively part of an Indian reservation. Right. And a lot of films have been shot there, predominantly all of the Western films were shot right. in this location. It's like where they have like the Red Rock area or something yeah, like that. Pretty, I think, yeah, the yeah, Red yeah. Rock, Red Rock West and, area. And yeah. so, so the, the thing is, right, this is the interesting one. Seth MacFarlane, a family guy, yeah. a couple of years ago, he made A Million Ways to Die in the West. I like that film. I really enjoy that film. But <laughs> you know, bombed, didn't do it? You know, really do you know what I like about that film? He did it that if I was making a Western film, that's exactly how I would do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because... He used all of the same backdrop that Back to the Future 3 used. 
Did he really? To make it as, he tried to make it as authentic as possible. That it didn't <laughs> matter if the narrative didn't hold up. Yeah. It didn't matter if it wasn't necessarily funny at times, <laughs> but it looked authentic. I didn't know that. Really. And Back to the Future 3, that's exactly oh. the, what happened there. The most romanticized. Uh, this is yeah. the thing. I think people, it's, it's like, you know, mobsters fall into the same thing. Oh, yeah. People yeah. romanticize. Basically, for what? Well, what the mafia criminals. games. Oh, the oh. mafia games are are the biggest sinners of that, oh. you know. So by playing fast and loose with history, yeah, yeah. by having one side as the definite underdogs oh. and another side as the overbrooding lawmakers, yeah, yeah. and you know, you I have like that. The first yeah. mafia. The first mafia is great. Have you played Mafia Three? I have. What did you think? Do you know what, right? I, I have to say, I didn't play it for long. Neither did I. But that was I liked at the start where it was like, they're doing, so so I, I, I haven't done it right, yeah. you know, but they're doing the back and forth between yeah. the present day of the game yeah. and what happened 18 months, two years he's a, ago. He's a soldier, isn't he, coming back from, from Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was what But it was. they're basically, they're talking to the cop and yeah. they're like, do you mean to say that you intimidated people with forced beatings and bribes and larceny? And the cop who's giving yeah, like yeah. a Senate hearing is like, you're damn right. <laughs> and at that moment, the riff from CCR's Fortunate Son kicks. Yeah. Oh no, it's Bad Moon Rising, Bad Moon Rising kicks, kicks in. in. Yeah, and I'm just like, now that's how to start a yeah. game. When he comes home and he's, I just, I don't know. It should have been fantastic. It should have been better than it was. And I think... It didn't grip me. Yeah, no, it didn't. Um, and the thing is, Mafia 1 or two, Mafia one and 2 might as well be The Godfather. Yeah. It might as well be the game version yeah. of The Godfather. Well, the Godfather game was great. I don't yes. know. Did you ever play I that? I did, yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, the yeah. PS2. PS2 or 3, oh, Do you know what, actually? I think I it was PS3. Played, no, I think it was Corleone. PS3. Oh, no, I think you're right. I think I played the Corleone there version. There was a PS2 PS, version. There yeah. was, you're right. Yeah. I think I played the PS3 one, which I think was a more complete version of the game. Yeah. Um, And you had to build your way up to being a, the, the head of the family yes. and all that, you know. Yes. But this is what I mean. It's like people romanticise this. You know, these they men do. were murderers and killers. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, you know were, were drug, drug smugglers and money launderers. And they're not good people. Yet because they walked around in suits and, you know, good-looking men, Italian, you know, they had a lovely Italian yes. complexion and this, that and the other. People are like, oh, well, they must be good men. They're just trying to get away. They're, they're around in the world. It's like, no, they're not. They they were killing each other at a alarming rate, you know, and there was a lot of crossfire there and it's the same in the Old West, you know, we romanticise, you oh, know, the likes do. of Billy yes. the Kid and Pat Garrett and, you know, people Indeed. like that, which were real people, but you see them in the films, like, you know, for example, I'm going way, way back, Emilio Estevez playing him and uh, William Peterson playing Pat Garrett. Yes, yes. Uh, in the Young Guns movies. Of course. And you, you know, Billy the Kid was like, oh, he's a handsome young man, you know, looks of Martin Sheen and, this and the other. Have you ever seen the single photo of Billy the Kid? I that have. Exists? Yeah, he yeah. was not a good-looking man. Uh, he was not. He was but, not a good-looking man. And the thing is, the thing you're right though. It's that, like you know, Billy the Kid himself. There's there was a it's lot the of the outlaw thing. Yes, yes. Um, and it it's funny though, because and, and I was only actually reading one of the one of the things that I fell down the rabbit hole was right. on Pat Garrett oh, really? and the fact that he was actually shot, and they still don't really know who killed him yeah, in the they, end. They, they, he was, years later, he was killed while he was working as a lawman, wasn't he? Um, he was killed over a dispute regarding some goats. 
He apparently died in a dispute with his neighbor. This right. was many years he after he retired from being he'd a retired sheriff. from being a lawman, and yeah. he got into a dispute with his neighbor That's right. over yeah. the purchase of goats. And they invited him to a meeting to discuss it. And there was a debate over. There were three or four men at the meeting. There was right. a debate over which one actually, which actually shot him. him right. So no one was ever actually charged with it. Right. Well, it's like the story of whether or not. Pat Garrett even killed Billy the Kid because there was a guy turned up in about 1903 yes. which is actually the basis for the beginning of the plot of Young Guns 2 claiming to be Billy the Kid yes. you know, and that Pat had let him go this guy turned up and he had a very plausible story I mean it was completely disproven as far as I know it was completely <laughs> disproven but he had a very plausible story and it was a very yes. believable story and now as it turns out he may have actually ran with the gang so he may have been a young man yeah. who has adopted this mantle to Perhaps I don't know, gain a bit of infamy or fame or whatever you want to call it. Oh, this you know? was this was the this was the thing. You know, history. It's it's strange that history is always being rewritten, but that's obviously a beautiful quality yeah. about it. And I think I think games. I think the point when it comes back to video games is that they need to develop and they need to evolve yeah, too. Agreed. But at the same time, um, I I I just feel that narrative and evolution is one thing. Mm -hmm. But, well, evolution is one thing, but completely contradicting the narrative that yeah. how difficult would it have been for somebody, it would not have been difficult for someone in the production team of Red Dead Redemption 2 to have sat down and go, right, let's put together a list. And maybe they did this and yeah. Rockstar just decided, you know what? Nobody I will think care. Went for entertainment. Yeah, because... Um, and, but again, though, that's a, the, when we talk about romanticizing, Rockstar does a great job with romanticizing... Oh, yeah. L.A. Noir yeah. is a phenomenal example. L.A. Noir is great. It yeah. is, it, but it is a very romanticized of post-World War II California. Yeah, when the world was actually a mess. Yes, yeah. that the war has just ended and people are returning. And I think it's like 47, 48. Yeah, yeah. But people have literally just returned. And Cole Feltz, who you play as, is yeah. a war veteran. And, you know... It's it's just this whole idea of you know when men were men. Well, that's I, I was. I'll ask the questions here. Yeah. You know, and then she, you get the, she gets the backhand. Yeah, yeah. Just, God, I, by the way, I do not condone uh, disclaimer there. But it, do you know why I started playing that game? Because I was hoping I was going to be playing a video game of LA Confidential. Do you know what? It's so. Can I tell you right now of when course. I when I watched LA Confidential, wonderful. It film. reminded me so much of LA Noir. Yeah, I was like, somebody's watched this movie and thought, let's yeah. make a video Absolutely. game, but let's not plagiarize things. That's it. They've just gone and with they've the story. Literally, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That well, was a hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you would call that? There is that's an homage, isn't it? That's, a homage. That's, uh, yes, uh, yeah. That's it is, isn't it? Of that's a good way is. to avoid plagiarism, boys. It's a homage. What's the old saying? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery you know what I mean yeah. it's, and it's true but no I mean um, oh that was what I was going to say as well um, you know you were talking about the the um, oh, I've lost my point I've gone I hate it when that happens it was about Spider-Man it was something you'd said about uh, about games and how uh, like next generation I can't even think well next go. generation they, they shouldn't be adopted for yes, that was previous generation but yeah I mean I just I, I watched the, the the trailer for that and I just going back to to, to to, to certain games do you not think now as well in terms of going to what you're saying about the, the old games and the romanticising and this that and the other do you not think nowadays that the game games companies are too stuck in their own structure in terms of the way games work um, oh yes so you have third, yes. third person games there's a hundred different third person games first person shooters you get a sport game then you'll get a platformer nobody's trying to do anything new 
Do you know this is this is true, right? Um, and and I think you're spot on. And I think immediately the first thing that comes to my mind is that this this is the creative arts all over. It is absolutely because yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, you put films on, and films they either want a certain narrative. You've you know I was saying on Twitter the other day that I'm very excited about going to the cinema for the first time in a long time. I'm excited about going to the cinema in June. And it's not actually for the reason you think, believe it or not, but I'm excited about going to the cinema in June because both The Flash oh. and Indiana Jones' Dial of Destiny yes, is out. Yes, The Flash, I can't wait Now, for. there should be no reason whatsoever that I should support The Flash. No. Nope. Because its main actor is someone who should be in jail right now. A reprehensible human being. And yet, on the other hand... It's, it's the nostalgia. Michael in it. It's Michael Keaton's. It's my Batman my is Batman coming too. back. Yeah, I was you nine know, years old. Don't that touch another out. man's rhubarb, yeah. son. You know, do you want to dance right now? <laughs> do you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Do you ever says dance it. with the devil in the pale blue moonlight? Yeah. What is it? It's, he says it in the trailer. He says, do you want to get nuts? Let's get yes. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You know what I mean? That is such a throwback line. Because the thing is, as well, a lot of people watching that movie won't remember that line. Yes. But your fan, like you say, is your Batman. He's absolutely yes. my Batman. Yes. You know, that line resonated so much with me. But as you say, that film, to be fair, that film shouldn't see the light of day. No, it shouldn't. Um, and, I mean, Batgirl should have had a better chance of coming out than The Flash. Batgirl um, is, by all accounts, a finished movie. And they it is a finished it. movie, and it's got Michael Keaton's and Batman in it. it's got Michael in. Keaton's Batman in it, Also, yeah. also, by the way, also, also, as Cinema Sins goes, uh, shout out to them. But, you know, it's, it's funny because I look at all this stuff and I think to myself, like... You know, Indiana Jones. There is, yeah. there is, there should be no reason whatsoever. Surely we can do something looks else. Wonderful. It's wonderful. It it looks, but it's it's had its heyday. Yeah. It's it's over, and it's gone. And even that trailer where they make a joke of the gun scene. Yeah, yeah. You know it, that that in itself should tell you this is this is over. This yeah. is gone. Well, this it is should, the last one. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. But that's the thing. Well, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, allegedly. Um, but the, the and I just. And then I turn on the radio yeah. and I listen to all these songs the other day and I never listened to, you know, loads of radio stations are available. It's not a knock on Metro Radio of Newcastle, <laughs> but just generally there are BBC Radio 1 would be the same. Yeah, yeah. Any station that appeals to a demographic of which I am younger than. And I listen to these radio stations in work because there is a sort of forced listen in a communal Indeed. area of an yeah, office. yeah. Um, and I, obviously I say that because I wouldn't listen to it by choice but anyway <laughs> anyway and I notice straight away they're playing all these songs one of them sampled um, Men at Work by, by Down Under another one sampled Blue by Eiffel 65 another one is Praise You by Fatboy Slim oh reworked by Rita Ora another one is um what is love by Hathaway? Oh my and, God! And, and and I'll play that for you after this show yes, because please. of copyright. Yeah, yeah. But you see, I was listening to it <laughs> and I was like, "Is this an attempt?" Well, it probably is an attempt no. for the original copyright holder to keep her copyright and update well, it's like the under license. Pressure when they did it with Ice Ice with, Baby, uh, yeah. Background, wasn't it? yeah. But even so, you're listening to it and you're going. You're just reusing old material. Yeah, there's nothing it's new anymore. It's just nostalgia. Yeah. It's just the B. The only person who is being genuinely new and wonderful is Taylor Swift, and she's lovely, and that's the end of it. Right. <laughs> I'll, take you, I'll take your word for that. It doesn't cross my radar very often. But no, I, don't, I just don't think there's anything new. I am sick to death of 
And by the way, I'm a, the biggest hypocrite in the world because I say I'm, I'm sick of death of all these third-person games. I saw the trailer for the new Spider-Man. I saw the trailer for the new God of War. I will be... Eh, the new God of War. The new Assassin's Creed, sorry. I will be buying both those games. Assassin's Creed Mirage. I mean, yeah. I, I, I hope that it saves Ubisoft. It looks like it might. It looks like... Do you know what it looks like? Proper Assassin's Creed. I think they're a genuine... I think they're a genuine company. And I've liked what a lot of what Ubisoft have done. And somebody was complaining to me a little while ago that Mirage, um, my understanding of it is that it's a reimagining of the very first Assassin's Creed. Oh, right, that, okay. that there's some way going back to roots. Right. I believe that's the case. You because play as a character from the last game. Yeah. You play as, is he called Hazim or whatever he's called? Okay. You know Ragnarok. Yeah. You play as a character from that. No way. But as a young man. Well, somebody was basically telling me that they didn't like the fact that it wasn't just a remaster, that it was a, they'd used the term reimagining. And right. I thought that's refreshing because whatever they do to reimagine the universe, yeah. I like them to be honest about the fact yeah, yeah. that they may change things up a bit. Well, it's not going to be Altair. I know that the main no, character is not Altair. I must I have, to, be, to be honest, I must have confused he, this. But is he I, I, Basim? Yeah. I think the character is called Basim, which is from okay. Ragnarok. I believe he's a character right. that appears briefly in Ragnarok. This, it's um, interesting. And because, he's a young yeah. man in it. He's a young man. He's 19. I, I honestly, I just hope it saves Ubisoft. It looks great. Yeah. But then again, the trailer is a cinematic trailer, so... It's not a gameplay play no. trailer, so who knows no. what it runs like. But they haven't... The Assassin's Creed games, ironically, as much as I love them and I played them, I think they peaked with the second one. I you would, played as Ezio. Uh, I, would, um, I, I would have to disagree with you. Right. I, I would have to say that my favourite Assassin's Creed of all time is, is number three. Really? But I'll tell you why, right. and it's not necessarily anything to do with gameplay. Again, right. it comes back to narrative. Right. I just adored the idea of that time in history. Which was the third one again? It was the American independence. Connor. Uh, Connor didn't and, like it. and Haytham. I didn't like and that game. The whole, but you know what? It was it was just the setting. Yeah. It was the fact that the, they were they the were fighting American, against the, yeah, the British, yeah, yeah. basically. It was, yeah, it was Civil yeah. War time, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it wasn't specifically, by the way, for anyone who's listening, thinking that's racist. It wasn't specifically that they were fighting the British. It was just that it was that point in history. It was the history. British occupation when, yes. they, when they first yes. came to the United States. The War stuff. of Independence, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the rise of George Absolutely. Washington. Well, that's and, a big yeah. thing. I mean, I think, yeah. isn't Jefferson, or, uh, is it Jefferson? Effectively, that yes, Thomas Jefferson, in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's in the game. George Washington is George it. Washington's yeah, in George Washington, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. He is, you're right, yeah. And it's the it's the lead up to effectively the American Civil War. That game did something different as well because you initially didn't you start off playing as the antagonist. You did. You started off playing as the father. Yeah. Um, who then has a, a clandestine rendezvous with a um an Indian lady and bears a child who turns out to be Connor. Connor yeah. But of course, you don't realize at the time as Dennis, uh, or no, Desmond, voiced by Nolan North, as the most one-dimensional playing character in the history. Isn't that amazing, though, that Nolan North, of all people, yeah, yeah. that Nolan North would end up voicing this character, Desmond, who is literally the most forgettable character oh, ever. Bland as the day is yes. long, he really is. And he's purposely written like that. He's written to be very uninteresting. So that, yeah. you don't, because you don't want him to be the focus no, of the narrative. No, you yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just want him to be, He's, he's you know, as his father. He's boy, a McGuffin. Well, voiced by, well, again, that's another reason I love the game, because his father is voiced by John Delancey, who was Q in Star Trek. Is he really? Yeah. So John Delancey is like, the intro wow. is like, 
There used to be a time when we locked up people who spoke about the end of the world, but now, you know, now I didn't it's the, that was him. yeah. John John Delancey um, is, and it's wow. one of the few video games he's ever lent his voice to. So I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or I just didn't realize. I you'll have the game, to. You see, you'll have to watch. You'll have, you'll have to, have to watch the out. intro now yeah, of Assassin's yeah. Creed Three. Yeah, but yeah. no, like I say, the new Assassin's Creed. We've got that. We've got the new um, Spider Man. Like I say, there's games coming now which are are going to force the narrative in terms of forcing people to buy these new consoles. Yes. But it still won't change. I just don't think the jump, like I said before, I just don't think the jump's huge. I really don't. No, it's not. And I don't I don't feel it is. And I feel that, you know, you get those logos like, you know, the Xbox 360 logo, I believe, used to be jump in, you know, mm. jump in and play. And it's like, that was a jump. Yeah. That was a leap. Whereas nowadays, it's like, you are effectively improving the software to a certain extent, but you are not improving. Certainly, it's it's like, it's effectively like baking a cake. Yeah. You know, they serve you a lovely vanilla sponge and you go, that's a gorgeous cake. And then someone comes along and goes, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a bit of frosting on it. I'm going to put some, you know, a little bit of sprinkles. I'm going to put a bit extra on it. Look at the presentation and you go, that is a phenomenal cake. Yeah. But ultimately, you are eating the same cake. Last of Us. Yes, been done yes. how many times now it's got three it's got one original two remasters i mean i'm just i'm just waiting for was there not talk of bringing out a video game in which you know it would there was i mean i think it was a rumor or something but there was talk of bringing out a video game that would be based on the tv series now oh for that they were like, you know, I or they, this, yeah, sorry. yeah, that's, that's all right, that's fine, that's fine. It it almost it almost is cause for for explicit language. Yeah, I you know, did yeah, a yeah. Pull myself. That is absolute insanity. Yes. So now yes. we're gonna have what based on the mo based on the hit TV show based on the hit video game. Indeed, indeed. Um, well, I mean, this is this is whether whether this is said to sort of spur, but there was talk of that. There was talk of yeah. like modding them with their with their character skins and it no, would be like God's Bella sake. Ramsey and Pedro Pascal. Why would you want that? I don't know. Why would you I mean Pedro Pascal maybe but Bella. You know Pedro Pedro is a great actor and and I have a lot of respect for some of the stuff that he does. I really do. I love the film he did with Nicolas Cage was so throwaway but oh, it was brilliant. The immense yeah. the immense talent or whatever. That's it's it, the immense yeah, talent yeah, yeah, of Nicolas yeah, yeah, Cage. Yeah. It's like Man, I'm I'm not just saying this because we're on drugs, but we should have a big drug scene in the film. <laughs> you know, it's like, what is going on? But you know, it's I total nonsense. Yeah, it's yeah. great. But, I've only seen that the I need to watch yeah, that again yeah, actually. Yeah. But no no, do you know if they wanted to impress me with the mod skin, they should give me a Pedro Pascal where he's in his Mando outfit. I'd play The Last of Us while he was dressed as Mando. Do you know what? I could I could put up with that. I could That's live with it. that. Yeah. And I have to say that was that was the little extras as well that you know there's there was often stuff like that in games that you don't get anymore this is it. where they had a lot of cross promotional licenses yeah, absolutely. where you could have maybe a character in a skin that wasn't necessarily yeah. associated to the game. Yeah. I talk about Poker Night 2. Poker Night 2 has Claptrap from Borderlands playing poker with Ash from you know Ash Ash um no not Ash Kesham. Uh, Bruce Campbell's character from the, the Evil Dead. Ash Williams from it's, the it's, Evil Dead. Yeah, it's not Ash. Will it's not Bruce Campbell voicing it, but right. it is Ash Williams. Fantastic. Ash Williams claptrap. It's got uh, Salmon Max from Salmon Max. Salmon Max, what's that it's, again? Uh, it was an old. Um, it was it was a very old game, um, which Telltale did a remaster of. Dogs. Yes, the dog and yes, the mouse the character. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember some. Uh, the PIs. The, yeah, the, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. 
become a gumshoe or something. <laughs> there's another there's another character in there who's voiced by Patrick Warburton, who's in right. a lot of Seth MacFarlane's oh, movies. I love Patrick Warburton. He, he does uh, you know, Joe's voice, of yeah, course, yeah. Family Guy. And the dealer, the dealer in Poker Night 2, which is the only reason I did, is Gladys from Portal. Really? Yeah. And oh it's voiced gosh. by Gladys. It's the actual right. voice actor. I haven't played Portal in years. Yeah, oh there God. you go. I always loved Portal. That's a Half-Life spin-off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Remember it is. Half-Life. It Half-Life is. was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a sort of a um yeah, it's a it's a very it is it is a spin-off in the sense I think that the it happens portal in gun the same is a gun in Half-Life, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it came from, wasn't it? You know, Black Mesa can kiss my bankrupt ass. But even in Portal <laughs> 2, even in Portal 2, uh, JK Simmons, that's who's voicing Cave Johnson is it really yeah J. Jonah Jameson is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Right, and no it's, it's, it's J.K. Simmons I don't um, know if I've played Portal 2 there you go if you yeah. haven't played Portal 2 you're, you're severely missing out that's the I one game I don't think i that it's the one game I'd recommend you play uh, of, of virtually any game it's the one um, but as I say lots of lots of stuff going on there um Let's uh, let's rather than talk about what I'm playing, I do definitely before we do anything because I I noticed how much fun we've been having. I know. At times not we, like, get, we tend to get um, away, don't we? That's all right. Uh, it's fine. It's it's good. The listener the listener is being given a journey, but we don't necessarily <laughs> want this show to go on for three hours. You know, um, you know because because I'll enjoy it, but nobody will listen to it. Yeah. Um, I'd listen to it. Indeed. Well, yeah, yeah. yes, like two listeners. Actually, no. Uh, yes. I'm going to give you a little bit of it before oh, we yeah, say yeah, 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 yeah. I have been handing out links to people. At work sending marvelous, links out marvelous. and we have listeners at my new job uh, so well hello to the listeners at Steve's Alan new job Shields. Alan Shields it's a and pleasure John Armstrong and John Armstrong you're legends guys there well done go. well done um I, I'm, a, I'm assured you're legends. Uh, the other thing I was going to... No, it w- well, it wasn't so much as a segue, but of course, you've been playing uh, Death Stranding recently. Sadly, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. And you uh, want to talk much. about this. This is interesting because I, I wanted to... Yeah, I don't mind talking with you it's, about this. Yeah, you're not, I haven't not, played much. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm very far in. Um, but it hasn't... I, it, have, you, have you looked at the animation? I the have. animation is horrible. It doesn't run like a human being. It's, you know... The physics are the physics of the physics of the game are excellent. If you if you're going down a hill, you get the momentum and things like that, and you've yes. got a brace. Um, I'll tell you exactly where I'm up to. Okay. Um, and if anybody hasn't played this, it's been out a while. This has become a bit of a, con- a catchphrase for me. You've had time. Um, you know when his mother dies, the president. Yes. And he's carrying her on her back. Oh, so very back. early on. Okay. That's yes. where I. That's okay. where I got to, okay. and I am bored to tears of it. It's got no sense to the narrative it doesn't explain who anybody is it doesn't really explain what the death stranding is at this point other than it was an, an event so how he meant it you know there's no prologue or anything like that there's nothing to you're, give you you're any... effectively in the prologue but yes yes yeah. i gathered that yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. however it's just so it just it's boring and it's this can't be the game from the same man who did the metal gear series it cannot be it's um I I will say this about Death Stranding. Um I will say that it is definitely the long game. Right. You really need to put the time in. Not that I'm asking you to put the time in. I want in. to. Well, no, no, it's it's not that I'm asking you. I'm more saying you need to put the time in to get anything from it. Oh, really? Right. Like nothing happens simply. Right. We are very much used to that idea and and in a sense, this is why Red Dead Redemption 2 is loved because of the little Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of, you know, 
Death Stranding, if you talk about a meandering plot, it's not so much meandering as it is you need to put the time in. Right. And so what you will notice is that quite quickly after you cremate uh, the president... Which I haven't done yet, yes, by the way. Once that happens, you will see a few things occur in terms of, of your first initial fight. Right. But you will then return and you will get asked to do more jobs. Right. And the thing is... Um, Again, if you sit and watch every cutscene and listen to everything, it is a long, long game. Yeah. I've probably only played about 15 hours of the game. And even still, I feel that I know nothing as to what the game holds. So it's the, yeah. It is very much a case of you, you know, because a lot of the reviewers, and this is what happened, Wireframe magazine, who unfortunately are no longer with us in a physical copy, but Wireframe Magazine did a review of the right. game after it came out and they pretty much slated it. And yeah, yeah. part of the reason was because my understanding is that the reviewer only played about three or four hours. Before got bored. Which in most games is a sizable amount. Well, yeah, yeah. In Death Stranding, it's like throwing a stone into a puddle. You know, it's that kind of... You have a little bit of a ripple, right. but you, you really need to put a rock in. Just, you know, it's, it's... Yeah. Do you know the only time it got me was early on you're in a cave yes and you know the I don't even know what they are yet you know where you get the the, uh, the opening yeah the yes uh, and it's yeah. coming past them and everything's dying yes. and it's past yes that is fantastic and the tension there but then it just drops away and you go to a, you go and drop something off and then that's there's, the end of it there's a lot more of that in that it's not just I mean it's very easy to sort of just see it as an extended delivery game it's not but at the same time, I will say that the patience of the the, the patience of the modern gamer, and just in general, <laughs> the patience of gamers yeah, yeah. has worn thin. And so I think what Kojima was trying to do with that particular game, his message was to try and return us to a time where we would really struggle to get a small reward. Right. And ultimately, <clears throat> some of it works for me, some of it doesn't. Overall, I couldn't play any more because, as I say, I'd invested so much time. I just went no. Um, See, I didn't give it nearly that and, amount of time. And then there's then there's the people, of course, who just go, "But it's Kojima. He's a genius." So what you want to do is that you you can't say you don't like it. It's almost like. I actually see, speaking of film once again, I see Kojima very closely linked with Tarantino. Indeed. In the sense that there are moments of brilliance in their work, yep. but they pale, their current work pales to their previous. Indeed, absolutely. And there are moments of genius, but it is yeah. not It is not quite... Whereas it used to be constant moments of yes. genius. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from Tarantino is a perfect example. Decent film. It is a decent film. The set pieces and the costume design and the cinematography... The payoffs are fantastic. ...is amazing. The build-up to the payoffs is... But horrible as a film it is just a mess absolutely and i think death stranding is there there are moments of genius um you will have met uh he somehow managed to get del toro to be in it yes he's the guy um, in the red jacket yes yeah, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. um 
who is, I, I won't call him Fat Man because that was the name for the, there was a guy in Metal Gear Solid 2, an explosive expert, and they called him Fat Man. That's right. And uh, and, and I was, I, I can't remember, it's, no, it's Dead Man. Dead Man, he's Dead called Man. in. That's right, that's right. Yes. he is, yes, yes, he is, Dead Man, because um, you're, I just, do you know, it was little things as well, the narrative was just meandering to the point of almost being adrift. It, it will like, do, yeah, I'll oh, do that too. It you. was when they were talking to each other though, it gave it, it you know when he, when he tells him that he's the president's ill? Yes. And he's like, you're meant to care about that. I don't care. I haven't been here in 10 years. It's Go like, away. it's your mother. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, he didn't know his own mother was the president. I don't, I don't. Well, my understanding of that from the pieces I've picked up, and again, listeners who've played the game and Please completed it are, yeah. are probably screaming. But my, my simple understanding is that maybe some of his experiences have caused memory loss to a certain extent. Okay. Because he does seem to display the characteristics of someone who struggles to remember he's a lot of things. He's got those handprints all over him yes. as well, hasn't yes. he? Yeah, yeah. So he's obviously and been through things. Yeah, but yeah and there's yeah. a whole thing about like a chiral network and a whole thing about, you know, um, the pollution of yeah. the earth and how they... So effectively what happens after you bring the president back right. and cremator is you get attacked by the BBs which are effectively um, you know um, they, I, I would almost describe it like a whale jumping from an oil spill that somehow appears and oh, right. it's a very like sort of it's almost like a ghost and yet it's not right. um, and then effectively what happens is you go back to where the White House was and they go we want to give you a special looking USB key type device right, okay. and you'll wear it around your neck and you will travel around the country connecting us from one coast to the other. And effectively he has to go and get a ship at one point and he meets a couple of others. Um, for those who are wondering, listeners, I've only really played up to the point where Trey Baker's character is revealed. Right. So Trey Baker's first seat or Troy Baker comes in and does a whole sort of speech and then you get on the boat and that is effectively about as far as I've gotten the game and even in doing that I tried to do a lot of the smaller missions right. and I tried There's to side missions I got yeah and I got a bike at one point and I was going back and forth ultimately I would say as someone said to me at the time it was released you do have to play the long game now if you get the director's cut for PS5 at some point in the game, you get the opportunity to drive around on a racetrack and do races right. with a fast car. That looks kind of cool, but I imagine that you have to play like far more before you get I to that point. I didn't even know there was a director's cut. Yeah, there's, right. well, it was, it was what was called the director's cut, right. but I don't think Kojima wanted to do it. I think for PS5, they needed to upgrade a few right, games. Okay. They came out with this director's cut version of Death Stranding. And ultimately, it was like this game didn't need a director's cut. This game actually needed a severe edit in I the agree first with that. place. It needs a thin down more than so, anything. So, so this is like this is like turning around and going Titanic, uh, which is a great movie. Um, so that's a bad example. I'm sorry. Um, I once heard that there was a four and a half hour director's cut version of Dances with Wolves. Oh wow! Now, Dances with Wolves is a powerful, important film. It meanders. But at the same time, you're correct, it does. And four and a half hours would be too much. Ouch. I'll tell you what else I've heard though, which you might be interested in. 
Did you know that John Hughes, unfortunately, the director of The Breakfast Club and The Rider and many, many other great films, who is unfortunately no longer yeah, with God us. Yeah, great director. I am told that his widow has a copy of a lot of his older films right. and negatives and whatnot in her care, as you'd imagine, because it was her husband. My understanding, and Ali Sheedy, who was in The yeah, Breakfast yeah, Club, yeah. has said this herself. There is a two and a half hour version of the Breakfast Club. I'd watch that. That's never been released. I would absolutely watch that. I'd watch that right now. Um, I love the Breakfast Club. And there is there is a version of that film that Ali Sheedy says that she's seen, right? And she knows that there were other. There was at least one other character who's no longer in the film, who was introduced. Wow, right. Who's okay. not in the final so cut? So we had the cutting room all together, yes. right? Okay. And there's also more of a big thing between when the principal and the caretaker right. are talking about where they've ended up in life yeah, yeah. and the caretaker finds the principal going through the secret files right which was always a really odd scene for me because to me he was like he's the caretaker and you're in you know you're yeah. the caretaker and he's the principal the so it's almost like you know yeah, yeah. this is my school like uh, why can't i, I can look through the permanent yeah, records yeah. yeah yeah i need to watch that again i haven't seen that in ages I love that film. It's but there is, there is a couple of things on YouTube, for example, right. where um, you know the scene where he says, uh, does anyone want a drink? Yeah. Um, and they're all like, well, there's a Coke can. There's a Coke machine. Go down and get yourself uh, uh, some, some Coke. Yeah, yeah. There is a clip on YouTube of where, um, oh, what's her name? Claire. Uh, the uh, Not Ali Sheedy. Um, what, her name is there. Big star in the 80s, but had no... Molly Ringwald. Oh, of course, yes. Um, Couldn't think who you meant then, myself. Well, Claire's character basically says to the principal, do you have change for a 50? <laughs> and this was a scene that was shown, and the people found out about it because they re-ran The Breakfast Club on Canadian TV one year. Right, okay. And they apparently used a version of the film with an assembly cut. Right. And so these little hidden pockets of scenes... Her character is like a little rich girl. Her, in the, in yeah, the that's, the, that's yeah, the big yeah, deal, yeah. is that like yeah. she's a she rich girl. She shouldn't be in, the, yeah. in detention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to watch that again. I know my, my oldest daughter had been asking about it. Uh, and I told pass her... The, uh, pass the torch oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just come in and just be like, right, we're going to do something different today. Well, she's a bit of a... She is turning into a bit of a film nerd and I'm absolutely bored with that do you know I have to be honest right this is the one thing I love about you know about games and about film in terms of being able to look back and especially about passing both enthusiasm to a new generation but knowledge to a new generation yeah. is that you look at something like that and I was thinking I rewatch as I do every year I try and go and see Die Hard on the big screen Indeed. at Christmas right. really. and when I go and see Die Hard every single year because it is Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman's film yeah, oh God, because yeah. it is every year I forget the same thing I forget the fact that William Atherton and of course, uh, the principal from the Breakfast Club, whose name escapes me, are both in that film. And they're both in Die Hard. William Atherton, of course, is the reporter who yes. Holly punches Peck. at the end. Peck from yeah. the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't think. What's he, uh, what's he yes. called in Die Hard? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I do, do you know what? It's not important. No, it's not. Um, it's not. But he's the annoying reporter. Yes, he is. Tell me you got that. I got it. I got it. But then as well as that, uh, there's also, of course, the, the principal uh, from The Breakfast Club. He's the de chief of detectives. He's the chief, yeah. He's yeah, the yeah. guy in who doesn't want McLean to do he's, uh, he's Dwayne Robinson, That's deputy it. chief. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. in charge here. 
Well, Dwayne, it looks like you just got messed up on national TV. Well, he doesn't say that. No, he but does yeah. not. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to go there, because I know that line. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've, we've, uh, we've escaped as much now. I mean, towards the end of the show, let's try and avoid yeah. those those swear words. I censored myself yes. before yes. as well, so... But it just, it just, it reminds me, you know, um, and this is what my hope is and what I'd like to hear from listeners out there. What I'd like to hear from you guys is tell me, you know, do you, I, I want to see a better narrative, but a clearer narrative. I want to see more experimentation, but also I'd love to hear your opinions on, do you believe that there is any sort of golf in quality between even a 360 and a PS5. Now you might think that's crazy. Of course there is, but look beyond graphically. Think yeah. about the quality of the games that you're being asked to play on the system and what you're being presented with. Effectively, the Switch is a great console. Mm -hmm. I would say graphically, the Switch and the Xbox 360 are the same thing. Are comparable, absolutely. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Especially something like a Switch Lite. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I would love to hear from you guys, and I would love you to get in touch with Plug In and Play. And, you know, the more that you guys like the episodes, the more that we'll keep making them. Um, we are, unfortunately, almost out of time. We're rounding it up to sort of the end of the show. I would love to talk more, but as I say, we have had the time of our lives for well over the past hour. Um, and it has been a pleasure to, to be with you as always. Steve, it, it's, it's been a pleasure to have as you As always, mate. I, as love, always. I love that you have me on here. I've got to be honest, I always, I, I've never said this to you, but I remember the first one I did, I always thought it might have just been a one-off. And the fact that I've been back, I'm buzzing. I love I'm, it. I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't. And I know uh, Philip Christopher, who listens to a couple of these shows, who was on an episode a little while ago talking about loot gaming. That's yeah. a big thing for him uh, in terms of not gambling, obviously, but in terms of the study of gambling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wants to come on and chat with us at some point oh, really? in the future. Perfect. And I think it's good to get him on and get us all to have a good talk about loot gaming because I think that's another topic where things are changing for gamers in terms of how they can spend their money that's a show in itself it, yeah right, that it? is yeah, that yeah, is yeah. so there's there's a lot to talk about lots of great content i'd love to hear from you guys about what you want to hear in future shows i'd like to once again thank sincerely new enterprise studios for allowing us to come in and record today and the use of the studio space i want you to get in touch with them you'll find a bit of information about them in the description for the show as always but i want you to get in touch with them and tell us what you think um and uh, just look at their company and hire from them and their great stuff and also by the way a bit of a plug for movie madness which is a filmmaking podcast from dead real films in collaboration with new enterprise much like our own show uh, that's hosted by henry and wayne thompson but recently in the latest episode the guys were at the Cannes film festival wow. and we turned the microphones around um, I made the same joke, which I'm going to make now, not physically because no one would hear us, but that meant that was a metaphor. But we turned the microphones around and they let me host an episode of Movie Madness and I interviewed them. Wow. And they were live from Cannes and they had a lot to say about their experiences in the moment. And it was a pleasure and a privilege to do that for them. So if you want to do that, uh, same as ourselves, when we finished in a little moment, go over to Movie Madness, follow and subscribe them and listen to their later shows as well. And no doubt by the time this show is out, they will have more episodes as well for you to listen to. Um, and I will be on at least one or two of them. There was a film marketing episode as well. But anyway, 
in the meantime Steve it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much thanks for having thank us you, on thank you yeah. thank you so much guys for listening to Plug In and Play have a good day take care of yourselves and we'll see you again very very soon bye bye